From Johannesburg to Jerusalem, the world is always changing, growing and innovating. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters, the thought leaders and those creating news before it happens. Only on the New Blue Review, your favorite Jewish culture and current affairs show. Every Monday at 9 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM. I'm happy to say on the line, speaking to us today about different political parties, as we do every week uh, in the run-up to the elections, who want your vote in Johannesburg. So we're talking to Sidney Anolik. He is from uh, the candidate for, I think, Ward 72, Ward 73. And we're also very happy to have the Johannesburg mayoral candidate, Councillor Franco de Younger. And they're both from the Freedom Front Plus joining us on the show today, guys. Welcome to Chai FM. Thanks you much for being on the show. Bokertov, Shalom, Benji. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to speak to the Jewish community. We've done this quite a few times. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Frank. Uh, and uh, Sid, you are with us as well. I'm fully with you. Shalom. Shalom, Benji. And thank you for having us. Now, let's just start off for people who uh, are maybe new to the political scene. We've got new voters coming in, as we always do every single election. Uh, so if people are not familiar with the Freedom Front Plus, what is your party all about? Thank you. Um, Benji, just to give you a bit of background, I also don't want to steal the show because um, Sydney Anolik is uh, one of our Jewish candidates. I just would like to mention we've been walking a few years with the Jewish community and now in our top five candidates, we have two Jewish candidates that's standing for the Freedom Front Plus in our top five on our PR lists. When we started out, uh, Sydney's been with us for the past five, six years. He's been working with us. He also runs our minority desk. Through our minority desk, he makes contact with the Jewish community, the Jewish organization. He's done sterling work with uh, the Likud party and a few other organizations in Israel as well. I just want to make it clear that the Freedom Front supports Israel 100%. And we also view Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. So we can just get that out of the way. And we've also said that in the media. So I'm not, I'm not playing politics today. Um, what we did when we approached the Jewish community, and I think this would really um, be enlightening to your Jewish listeners. We work differently. What does political parties do when they approach the Jewish community? They come hat in hand looking for money. Freedom Front said, no, the proof is in the pudding. Let's get some um, Jewish community members within our ranks. They can form branches. And again, uh, we are truthful. And it happened now that two of our two in the top five are uh, candidates from the Jewish community. And we said, let's prove ourselves first. And then at a later stage, when the Jewish community feel inclined or the Jewish business community to then grant funds to the Freedom Front, it's fine. But we're not going to come hat in hand, misuse and abuse the, Bewies, uh, the, the Jewish business community to actually fund our party. The Freedom Front is all about minority rights. Now, Israel is the epiphany of self-determination. We know what happened after the Second World War. Uh, I think about under correction, 200 Israelis then returned. And later on, it became millions. So that is 
very good example of self-determination. I'll get onto that a bit later. The Freedom Front fights for firstly the taxpayers because no taxes, no country, no land taxes, no municipalities between 65 and 70 percent of the income of the city of Johannesburg comes from land taxes. What difference can the Freedom Front make? Back in 2013, I, on behalf of the Freedom Front, negotiated with the ANC that all pensioners that is older than 70 years old and their properties are less than 2 million rand on their municipal account, the value, do not pay any land taxes. That was the first time. Under the coalition that we were in, I'm sure we're going to speak about coalitions today as well, um, I renegotiated that because obviously properties increase on a yearly basis, even though it's two or three or five percent. In 2018, I renegotiated that and, um, all pensioners now in Johannesburg, doesn't matter where they come from, um, where they live, if their properties are worth less than 2.5 million rand and they are older than 70 years old, they do not pay land taxes. Obviously, they must just go and register for that, Benji, and do it every two years. So that's the kind of difference the Freedom Front can make. But I'm sure you'll have an array of questions. That is just my intro for now. Thank you, Benji. Thank you, Franco. Yes, there are a number of questions. We're talking today to the Freedom Front as part of our ongoing uh coverage of the elections of the local government elections remember they are coming up on the first of november so uh, you do need to take the opportunity to learn what is out there so that you can make your uh, ballot as absolutely informed as you can i am uh, benny shulman this is 101.9 high fm and we will be back from johannesburg to jerusalem the world is always changing growing and innovating join benji shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters the thought leaders and those creating news before it happens only on the new blue review your favorite jewish culture and current affairs show every monday at 9 a.m right here on 101.9 high fm 101.9 high fm talking to the freedom front plus today as we head towards the polls on November 1st, speaking to Sydney Anolik and mayoral candidate Franco de Younger. Sydney, let's talk to you for a moment. You are running in the wards uh, in and about uh, the radio station, Ward 72, 73, 74, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what are the sorts of service delivery issues that you're seeing uh, and, and issues just in general affecting the public that you would like to engage with should you um, get elected in the upcoming election? The first thing I, w I would look at uh, is obviously fixing up and upgrading our, our infrastructure. We cannot let it continue, be it street lights, potholes, um, electricity, uh, sewerage, it doesn't matter what it is, you know. It's the stuff on the ground that affects us all. And uh, this is uh, the the basic issues, you know, that I will be looking at. And also, um, within the Freedom Front, uh, we've made it, and we haven't changed our stance, by the way, in the last, uh, uh, 20 years or whatever it is. Uh, we say that we've got to put in the right person for the right job, irrespective of their color. 
the person has to be skilled in what they're doing. We've got to get the right engineers in. We've got to, you know, we've got to, uh, uh, we've got to cut out, obviously, get rid of corruption. That is going to be a major job. Uh, and yeah, but the basics of what I will do is get our infrastructure sorted out, get our maintenance done to make sure that we can run properly, our suburbs run properly, and that the taxes, the, the land taxes and property taxes that you pay to the council is used in our areas, predominantly used in our areas. Because at the moment, uh, Frank, I can uh, will know more than I do about it, but I would say the majority is not coming to the areas that it should uh, that are paying them and going to various other areas or or, or disappearing through corruption. So my main that is my main objective is to look after my community, which is the Jewish community, but the minorities as a whole, whether it be uh, Portuguese, Greek, uh, Afrikaner, it doesn't matter. English speaking. We all won at the end of the day, and we've got to look after areas, but we've got to see that the money is spent uh, properly. And uh, yeah, that's what I'll be looking at. Yeah, thank you very much for that. I mean, Franco, you, you mentioned this right at the beginning, and uh, and, and Sydney has, has sort of uh, followed it up in a similar vein. I think maybe for many listeners who do know the Freedom Front Plus, they might associate them as being an Afrikaans-related party, but from what you're saying, there's there's a, a, a wider ambit in which you're which which you're focusing. Absolutely, Benji. Um, our membership, when you register a political party in South Africa, you do it through the IEC, and one of the rules and the code of conduct within the IEC is that your party's membership must be open to all. If you can remember, we took the BLF, Black Land First Party, to court um, a while ago, and they couldn't take part in the 2019 election because their membership were just for a specific cultural group within South Africa. Our membership has always been open. And I must say in the past, I would say seven, eight years, especially in the city of Joburg, we've had members coming through to us from all cultures, from all races. And a lot of people, they must please educate themselves on political parties' policies. I was so impressed. I watched the previous um, presidential election in America. And, you know, Joburg's almost like, like New York. And the media spoke to people from all walks of life, young, old, Italian um, uh, Irish, Portuguese, even one Rastafarian guy with wild dreadlocks. They were so informed on the policies of the parties they are supporting. A lot of people support specific parties, but they don't look at their policies. We made it very clear. We had our manifesto launch over the weekend, a very successful one. We will fight BEE and affirmative action. Why? BEE stands for Black Elite Empowerment. It has failed miserably. It cannot continue. The same with affirmative action, especially in municipalities. In the city of Joburg, there are senior positions that has been open for over a year because of affirmative action. There are skilled people 
within Johannesburg that can actually fill those specific positions on management level, engineering level, planning level, town planning level. But because of affirmative action, people do not get employed. It's basically a race-based policy. So what happens? That's why we've got issues with budgeting. That's why we've got issues with planning and implementation. Over the weekend, we heard that 45% of municipal managers, now a municipal manager implements and signs off on the checks, are not qualified to be in that specific position. No wonder bigger and smaller municipalities throughout South Africa are in complete disarray and they're not functioning properly. So in the 2019 election, if I can just refer back to that quickly, quite a few economists from all different races and cultures rated the economic policy of the Freedom Front as the best policy for South Africa. But we also said, if you don't pay your municipal bill, you must get cut off. It's very concerning that some political parties are making a big uproar now that the city of Johannesburg must take over Soweto's debt. They were on 18 billion by ESCOM, 5 billion were um, written off. So there's 13 billion rand that is coming into the city of Johannesburg. Benji, our operational budget, sorry, our capital budget that we can spend, money that we can spend per annum is standing on 7 billion. How is it possible? Yes, we give water, electricity and sewerage and pick it up to Soweto, but to take on that amount of debt, that is cheap politics and guess who's going to pay? for that upgrade and maintenance of the Soweto infrastructure on electricity and who's going to fit the bill for that 13 billion outstanding. You and I are going to fit it. The Freedom Front will never, um, even if we go into a coalition, we will never support that. Uh, our leader also said a lot of municipalities has got the expanded social packages. So, yes, as a poor individual, you get electricity and water for free. So there is an avenue, but we cannot take on the legacy of the ANC that promised many, many years ago, you're going to get everything for free. The taxpayers of Johannesburg is going to pay for that 13 billion rand. And that means less money for maintenance in the areas where we live and our infrastructure, roads, piping, underground, electricity, grid, sewerage, all those kind of things are going to be neglected because 13 billion is coming into the city's coffers on a negative balance. And, uh, yeah. Now, Raga, let, me ask you, let, me, let me ask you this question. I mean, you're talking, you did mention at the beginning as well about the issue of, of coalitions. Joburg has historically had a, a bit of an unstable coalition uh, going Ooh. back to uh, 2016 when it was the last election. And the, the, the FF Plus has been part of, um, part of the coalition agreements. What, uh, what what is your view on going into this election about how you might approach coalition building? Benji, um, I'm not going to play politics and I'm not going to promise anything, but coalitions are very unstable. I just want to take the listeners back. In 2004, the very first coalition in South Africa, the DA against the ANC in the city of Cape Town, we received one seat in the city of Cape Town, the Cape Town Metro, 
and we formed the first ever coalition with the, between the Freedom Front and the Democratic Alliance. And on that one seat, we could have pushed the ANC out of Cape Town, and then from there on, the DA rolled over, and we helped. We currently in coalitions. Um, we were in Mukhali City. Unfortunately, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sling mud here today, but unfortunately, some of the coalition partners voted with the ANC in Mukhali City. That is Krugersdorp. We had one in Johannesburg, and we still got one in Tuane. I want to make it clear to the listeners. The Freedom Front will enter into a coalition and they're going to need us. I'll tell you why. With responsible, transparent, honest and corruption-free parties. We will never, ever go into a coalition with the African National Congress or the EFF. It's not going to happen. Yes, coalitions is new to the South African politics. If you can remember back in the day, you had the Nats and you had the Saps. Then you had the Conservative Party against the National Party. And then from there on, um, it was always a two-party race. Anybody that passed grade seven mathematics would know in Johannesburg and a lot of other municipalities in metros, no party by itself will be able to remove the ANC. So we learned a lot in the coalition that we that we did have, and this time we're really going to have to look at um, responsible parties to form a coalition that's going to stick for a, a five-year period. And then, Benji, um, if we cannot form a coalition, we'll be part of the opposition and uh, we'll give them hell and we'll keep them accountable, but we're not going to enter into a wishy-washy um, coalition again because um, it's confusing to voters, it's confusing to residents, but I must say the ANC is bleeding hearts currently. Um, to form a responsible coalition on the first, well, after the 1st of November is a real possibility in Johannesburg. So that's the issue of coalitions, um, the issue of uh, of of, of service delivery. I mean, Franco, do you guys have any specific plans that you would like to see? Uh, let's say that uh, everyone voted for the Freedom Front Plus uh, tomorrow in the coming upcoming election. I mean, is there something specific that you would like to see happen in Johannesburg that you're not seeing happening at the moment? As they say, a new broom sweeps clean. Firstly, if I can take some of the older listeners back to 2000, so since 1995 to 2004. And prior to that, we had the municipalities of Santon. If you can remember, you went to Santon to sort out your municipal bowls, to register your bowl and so forth. We had Randburg. We had Rudderport. Then we had central Johannesburg, the south and Soweto. We believe in decentralization, meaning when you have a problem, I'll come to budgeting just now, you go to your local municipality. There should be trained, friendly, helpful individuals to help you to sort out your municipal bill or to register a bill or building plans, whatever it might be. All of that was centralized into Bramfontein. It's become a major problem. The city of Joburg has got just over 1 million municipal accounts. The whole system has become top-heavy. It's a white elephant. So we say decentralized and take politics back to the people on the ground on local level so we can sort our municipal issues out there. Then budgeting. 
What is the ANC's, um, what, what were their strategy? Centralize the monies and they can decide where it should be spent and not spent. When you decentralize, there's going to be a budget for Santon. There's going to be a budget for Randberg and so forth. And then even take it a bit further back. Why can't every ward through the taxes they pay have their own budget to be spent on infrastructure upgrades, parks, uh, clinics, um, uh, street infrastructure and so forth? So we say decentralize. Just a final point on that. Competent, well-trained, experienced officials. If you are not qualified to do that job, you must be fired or you must be trained. And then, of course, no race-based appointments. The best man or woman for the job to actually service the community. Because all of us, including the councillors, we get paid through your taxes. If you pay taxes, you must get bang for your buck. Those are just one of the few things that I think is quite important. And um, then, of course, you know the normal song. You have to get rid of corruption. And unfortunately, when politicians interfere with officials, with tender processes to enrich themselves, their friends and their families, and then the appointment of contractors and tenders, they cannot be in any way related to politicians at all, even if your um, um, brother or sister sits in parliament. And that is a major concern um, because no, that no, is exactly uh, where the corruption so, comes in. Sydney, so you, you're representing uh, in these different wards in this area. Uh, you know, you, you've spoken about some of the issues that are connected to what Franco is saying. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you uh, or, or, or check out the manifesto, where, where can they do that? Uh, they can contact me uh, on uh, my cell or by email. My email is sydney, S-I-D-N-E-Y, A-N-O-L-I-K, at gmail.com. Uh, my, uh, I've got a new cell phone number, Yaruti. Uh, my cell phone number is 067-1526083, and I'll be more than happy to to help them as I'm already doing work helping Franco by escalating uh, problems that they have with municipal be it sewage, water, lights it doesn't matter what it is uh, that's how we work as an activist in the Freedom Front uh, we uh, you know we're busy with uh, you know I'm busy with uh, escalating these things and I've had a lot of success with that and I must say that when I have reported stuff that has been uh, outstanding for weeks, somehow within 24 hours, it seems to be sorted out. I had a, uh, we had a problem in uh, in Santon with a particular shul. Uh, for a week, he was without water. His shul was cut off, but yet they cut off the wrong board. It was supposed to be the house next door that hadn't paid. Uh, he had tried the opposition. He's gone mad. He pulled his hair out. And I happened to pick up this problem on Twitter. Uh, and I spoke to the rabbi and he gave me the reference number. And speaking to Franco and myself, uh, uh, within eight hours, that problem was sorted out and he had his water reconnected again. This is the type of work I will be doing as a, 
as uh, you know, uh, uh, as as a councillor, should I get him as a ward, or even as a PR councillor? Um, yeah, there, there the you people. go, uh, Sydney and Franco. Thank you so much for joining us from the Freedom Front Plus, and uh, good luck in the upcoming election. Thank you thank very you, much, Sydney. and thank you for having us on the show. Thank you, Benji. May Yahweh Elohim bless the Jewish people and bless South Africa. Thanks a lot. Shalom.